Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Easter is, is about hope, isn't it? It's about hope. You see it on the, on the background. Hope is here. And so that's been our, our sermon series um, over the last uh, few weeks. And we're just going to continue and bring it to a close here on, on Easter, Easter Sunday morning. You know, God is here. That's, hope is here because God is here in this building. Uh, so he, right here in this auditorium, out where the children are, hope is here. Uh, but there's also on an Easter Sunday morning, um, it's us making a declaration again. It's a celebration. It's a remembrance of the fact that God is here. He came to earth. He died on the cross for us. And he is risen again. And so we have hope uh, through Jesus. And um, this morning we, we're looking at... Um, you know, Phil, again, uh, Phil did a great job on Friday night uh, just talking into uh, just what exactly the death of Jesus Christ uh, brings to us and some great points then. I'd encourage you guys to go and listen back to the podcast um, if you have a chance. But this morning, we just want to look at, at the resurrection of Jesus Christ and, and just the hope and the, the hope that he brings to our life, uh, the, the hope that the, the resurrection of Jesus uh, brings into our life. And, and I, was, I was doing homework with Lucas this week, and, and he's learning about the tenses. Uh, so he's learning about past, present, and future tenses. And it's quite interesting because you'll make a comment now. He, he, he starts picking up and he's saying, Dad, you're talking in the past tense. The, the, you, Dad, you're talking in the future uh, tense. And it's, it's so cute. And so we, we've been doing that a little bit this week. And, and if, I'm, if I'm to give credit, I suppose, for my, my sermon this morning, because preachers should always give credit when they get ideas from other sources, right? Um, you know, so can I verbally say, I credit this to little Lucas. Um, he's, he's inspired me. And so what I want to speak about today is hope past, hope present, and hope future. Because the, the resurrection of Jesus brings us hope in so many areas of our lives. And, and so we're going to look a little bit, uh, thanks to Lucas, we're going to look about hope past, hope present, and hope future uh, this morning. Um, you know, there's, there's one key message. Um, it's the one key message, really, in the whole of Scripture. First um, Corinthians 15, uh, 3 to 4 is going to come up on the screen. And, and this is what the Apostle Paul had to say. Uh, to the Corinthian church. He said this, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. So, of first importance, this is key, isn't it? This is central to why we're here, why we do church, is the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was buried and that he was raised again on the third day. We heard on Friday about the death of Jesus and everything that it does for us, that his blood was shed, his body was broken, as it were. He took the death that we deserved and he took it, took it upon himself. But he was buried you see, this wasn't just a resuscitation. If he wasn't buried, it could have been mistaken for a resuscitation. No, he was buried. It wasn't a resuscitation. It was a resurrection that happened on, on the third day. He was raised again victorious. Uh, the sacrifice, as it were, 
that he had made before God was accepted and, and the price was paid. And so we do well to, to talk about this this morning, but we should be talking about it all year round. The central, the first importance, as Paul said, um, of this, this Jesus Christ dying for our sins and ra- raising again on the third day. But I want to just focus on a, a section of scripture in 1 Peter um, chapter 1, uh, verse 3 to 9, which we're going to look at and I'm going to read in just a moment. So if you open your, your Bibles, it's going to come up on the screen as well, uh, because I'm just going to be reading from the message uh, paraphrase or, or message version. And it says this, it says, what a God we have. Can I say that again and get, maybe get a response? What a God we have, yeah. don't we? And how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven and the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith put through the suffering comes out, proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, I love this part, it's your faith, not your gold that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You never saw him, yet you loved him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him. With laughter and singing, because you kept on believing, you'll get what you're looking forward to, total salvation. And just, uh, just up to that, uh, section. I just loved what the, the way the, the message brought across this section of Scripture. It's, it's such a beautiful uh, part of Scripture, but just, it's always useful to, to get a fresh take on it um, from the message or, or other versions. Um, the reason for the hope that we talk about being so powerful is the fact that it changes our whole lives. It changes, as I said, it changes our past. It changes our present and it changes our future. So just those three uh, tenses, as it were, that I'm going to focus on for my three points this morning. And the first thing I want to say is that it's a hope that you can move on from your past, from your past mistakes, from maybe your past sins, the things that you've done wrong. You see, our past can be changed through the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Does your past ever haunt you? I'm not asking for hands. Are there ever things that you think, I wish I could have changed that? Maybe things that you wish you could have done differently. I know that there's things that I think about and I thought, wow, God, maybe I could have done that a little bit better. But our past doesn't have to haunt us, you see. When Jesus is in the picture, we don't have to live with regret. I was just reflecting on this this week, and if, you know, forgive me for the, the sports analogy. You guys know I love sports, but um, obviously everything that's come in the press this week, and even as a non-sports or non-cricket fan, um, you must have probably seen all everything going on with the Australian cricket team and, 
and the, the ball tampering. These guys caught cheating, probably the best cricketer in the world at the moment. Um, Steve Smith being in the center of this cheating um, and, and being caught red-handed. And, and uh, obviously it was against South Africa, so my loyalties are with, with my team. And, and so at first I was like, come on, come on. These guys need to pay the price. Um, but then I saw these guys broken. Uh, I saw them crying on national TV. And to be honest with you, my heart melted. Um, it really did. Um, and, and even though they were Australian cricketers, um, even though there's a rivalry, I just thought, this is too much. This is too much. Men that are living lives of regret, and you can see it, cr- crying, grown men, you know, cricketers crying in front of the world um, as they realize what they've done, the mistakes that they've made. You see, we don't have to live with that type of regret. We can look back, we can come to Jesus, we can repent, we can ask for forgiveness, and our sins will be forgiven. Isn't that amazing? Our sins will be forgiven. You see, I know that we all do make mistakes. It's, it's inevitable. And in fact, speaking to you this morning, I can guarantee you every single one of you have made mistakes. Some of you know Jesus, and, and so uh, some of you have sinned, and, and he's forgiven you already. Um, but we don't have to stay mired in that place of our past, the place of the past mistakes, the place of the past mess-ups, the place of the past sins. You see, Jesus comes with hope, hope that our past can be put behind us and we can have forgiveness. You see, if you embrace the forgiveness and the fresh start that Jesus offers you, then you can certainly have that hope that you can move on from your past mistakes. The Bible talks about it being by grace, which is free, unmerited favor of God. The free, unmerited favor of God. It's not that we deserve it. It's that God decided that he would forgive us. But it's also, it's something that we receive through faith. Faith is something we don't necessarily see, but that we're sure of. It's not something that necessarily um, that, that we see visually, but we are sure of it. We are certain of what we do not see. You see, I'm, I'm convinced that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I am 100% convinced. But I can't mount an argument here to any of you today. If you don't know Jesus, I cannot convince you from this stage because there's an element that it's, yes, it's intellectual and it makes sense, but there's also an element of faith. Unless you stretch out, unless you reach for it and and say, I don't see that it all adds up, but I'm believing. That's the faith part. You see, you have to receive it by faith. You have to realize that Jesus, you don't deserve it, but by grace and through that step of faith, that you can receive forgiveness from your past, your past that maybe haunts you, the mistakes that you've made, that can be all put behind you through Jesus. Your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Yeah? Your past doesn't have to dictate your future. You, have a, you can have a new start. The Bible tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can move on from your past. 
you know, I, I, I think that it, you know, I, I maybe should be a little bit vulnerable this morning. Can I be honest with you? Um, and Alini's my witness here. None of us are worthy. You know that I, I came out of the house this morning shouting at my kids, getting stressed, getting tense because, you know, kids, kids, kids were late and we were late and we were running, we were trying to get here on time. I don't say that in any other way to just to say to you that I too am not perfect. That we all mess up. But that's the whole point. And as I was driving the car, I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you again, God, for your grace. Thank you again, though, that I'm not worthy to stand up and preach to you because I'm just as bad as all of us are. But we can come and we can say, God, the crosswords that I had with my kids this morning are in the past. Jesus, before you, I'm thank you. Thankful that I don't have to live with regret. That I can say, Jesus, I'm reconciling with you. There is no condemnation. I'm in Christ Jesus. I've repented and he has forgiven me. You see, Easter, the hope of Easter, speaks into our past. But it also uh, tells us this, that right here in the present, that new life can start now. You see, your sins are forgiven. But often our sins are forgiven, but we're still in the same place, aren't we? Physically, we're still in the same place. We're still in the same workplace. We're still in the same relationships. We're still dealing with the consequences um, of our sin or mistakes. You know, when the, kid, when the toys are thrown out of the cot, as it were, there can be forgiveness, but the toys sometimes are still broken. Yeah? But God tells us something else. He says, not only can there be forgiveness, but there can be start of a new life now. You see, it's not a removal of the struggles in life, but it's a change in attitude and perspective that we can have, which will enable us to endure and to start life in a different way. God can impact our present as well. I love the verses that um, we read there in the message uh, section that we read. Um, I'll read them again, verses six and seven. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggregation, uh, sorry, aggravation in the meantime, pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps it all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You see the new life that he gives us, the hope that he gives us, it's about knowing that everything we're going through on this earth is, is a refining fire, as it were, for our faith. It's building our faith so that one day, one day, it will be on display as evidence of his victory. You know, I, I look out on, on you guys today, and I know some of you and some that I don't know. But let me tell you, in this building today, there are trophies of God. Yeah? You guys are trophies that one day your faith will be on display uh, for the glory of God in heaven. And so right here in our present, that can start that refining process of that gold, that molding process of these beautiful trophies that God is one day going to display for His glory. 
You see, your success, your business, your career, your marriage, all of these things are wonderful and and great to celebrate. But the trophy that God's going to put on display is your faith. Yeah? Yeah. The Bible tells us that without faith, is it impossible to please God? Eleni was reading a scripture to me this week. Um, The the account of, you probably know, the the centurion in the Bible where... where, um, He's obviously such a man of faith, and, and Jesus does, does a miracle uh, in his life. And I'm not going to go into the details of, of that right now. But it says this. It says that Jesus was amazed at the centurion. He wasn't amazed at his authority, although he had that. He wasn't amazed at his success, although he had that. Um, it said he was amazed at his faith. He was amazed at the centurion's faith. You see, there's something about faith that amazes God, that he loves to brag on, that he loves to to, to display for his glory. And so let me tell you today that in your life, in the present, everything you're going through, the growing of your faith is going to one day be on display for his glory. It's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. Hmm. So hope that your new life can start now. You're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. His spirit lives in you and strengthens you and enables you to put your past behind him and live victorious in the present. So life can start now. Faith can start now. So that you may not always see the results of the seeds that you're planting. The seeds that you're sowing. But one day there will be a harvest. You may not always see the results of the the prayers that you're offering right now in the present. But one day you will see the results. Verses 8 and 9 of the section of scripture that we read says this. You never saw him, yet you love him. You still don't see him, yet you trust him. Faith. It says, with laughter and singing, because you kept on believing, you'll get what you're looking forward to, total salvation. You see, it speaks, I love that, it speaks of the attitude towards life, living with laughter and singing. Now, it's not just hype. It's living in the present, no matter what we're going through, with laughter and singing, believing in faith, that God's doing something in our lives. Can we do that? You see, I love the fact that our church is a, is a, is a vibrant church, a happy church, a cheerful church. You know, we, we, we're not a perfect church. We go through ups and downs. But I, I want to be determined that I'm going to go through laughing and singing the praises of God that in the midst of everything we're going through that we're still going to have faith. We don't see everything that we'd like to see yet, but we're believing that it's going to come in Jesus' name. So it's hope for our past, hope for our our present, but there's also a hope for the future. A hope that the best is yet to come. Yeah? Do we believe that? That the best is yet to come in this life and in the life to come. It says in that script section that we've just read again, it says including a future in heaven, and the future starts now. 
God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. And the day is coming when you'll have it all. Life healed and whole. Life healed and whole. You see, we may have dealt with our past and we may be fired up in our present and where we are at the moment, but there is also a future which is the greatest hope of all. A future which is the greatest hope of all. Sometimes we can worry about the future. Um, I know that I have passed through times in my life where I've worried about the future, where I've lost sleep, to be honest with you, about the future. We can't predict the future, can we? But we also can't be paranoid about the future. And anybody watch the movie, old movie, um, 1985, I think, or the mid-80s, somewhere there, Back to the Future? Yeah, we've seen that. It's a classic, isn't it? Some of the younger guys maybe haven't seen it. Um, but Marty McFly, you remember Marty McFly? Yeah, and, and just this concept of whichever one of the movies you've seen, that every little thing we do affects the future, and oh, we better not make the wrong step now because maybe something will change if they just happen to miss each other by a second and not meet each other. The whole world is going to change. And obviously we can't live with that paranoia, can we? We need to have certainty that there is a good future and that future is in God's hands. And the best, in fact, is yet to come. God tells us that the future starts now, but there's a day when we'll have it all. Wholeness and health. You see, we, to be honest with you, we, we do live lives and we do probably worry about the time, there's good, because it's going to happen to each one of us, the time when we're going to die. Because none of us are going to live forever. But if you have a relationship with Jesus, you don't have to have that fear, you don't have to have that concern for the future, because the Bible tells us exactly where our future is going to be. You see, the Bible tells us that he's here, he wants to prosper us, he doesn't want to harm us, he wants to give us a hope and a future. But most importantly, he has a place prepared for you in heaven. He's watching over your life. You know, Jesus' blood was shed and he was shed for our forgiveness. That we might be righteous. Stephen's not. But if I accept the blood, Jesus' blood was shed for me, that I can accept that sacrifice. And I can be made whole and forgiven through him. We also know that his body was broken. His body was broken that our bodies may receive a wholeness. We believe in this church that we receive salvation in this life. We also believe in this church that we can receive healing in this life. That Calvary happened for, yes, the the forgiveness of our sins. But there's also an aspect where it's the healing power of God released. Do we believe that? We do. And that's for the present. But let me tell you, the fullness of that is still to come. The fullness of that will only be seen in heaven. And I know some of us struggle with sickness here and and we believe in faith that God can heal. Let me tell you, we're all getting older. No matter if we get healed, we're all getting older. So there's still always a frailty in our bodies. But one day in heaven, we're going to be perfect, righteous, 
fully righteous and fully healed. We're going to have glorified bodies that don't age anymore. And that's because of the victory that was won on Calvary all those years ago. You see, as it says in that section, I'll read it again. It says, the day is coming when you'll have it all, your life healed and whole. You know, what Jesus did for us at Calvary was that he, he did something in our past. He came into my life that my past is not something I need to be ashamed about. It's not something that needs to hold me back despite all my faults and failures. For you too. You need to hear that today. Let's switch on. There's people that need to hear this today. You living with regret still, God wants to say to you, come to me. You don't have to live with those regrets. You can put that behind you. You can have forgiveness for your sins. You can have a clean conscience. There can be no condemnation if you're in Christ Jesus. He came to give us hope from our past into our present. The things that we face this very day as we go out and the very situations you're in, in your lives, God knows each one of them. Past, present, and future. There's going to come a day when the worship is great as it was this morning. It's going to have, sorry guys, it's just not going to match that worship one day before Jesus Christ in heaven where we lift our hands, where, where we will not need to be encouraged by Paul at the beginning of the service to worship. Because let me tell you, no matter what your personality or, or, or no matter what, you're going to be there with your hands raised up, praising God. Yeah. We won't have to be encouraged. It'll just happen naturally. What a God we serve. What a Savior we have. A Savior that impacts every part of our lives.